You're listening to the sounds of Lighthouse Reflections. And it's time for Kuntz's Corner. Well, it's almost time. Because today, I'm going to start with an introduction. It's the final week of the year. We're winding down or winding up, depending upon who you are and how you think about things. Or maybe we're doing both. Maybe we're both winding down and winding up. Is it possible to do both? Well, of course it is. Because as human beings, almost anything is possible. And if you check with the experts, they would tell you it would be foolish to begin the next year without completing the one that we're currently in. So that's the reason I say that I think we should consider winding down and winding up. The winding down part is simply a review process. It's taking the time to break out your journal and to go back and look at what you planned for yourself last year and then just check in and see how you did compared to everything you hoped to accomplish or everything you planned to accomplish in the year. This period of reflection is probably one of the most powerful things we can do as human beings because what it allows us to do is it allows us to think about the things that we did, to think about the things that we thought about doing, and to think about the things that we quote-unquote tried but maybe didn't necessarily succeed at. Failure is a word that is so subjective and in our society looked upon with such disdain that it's completely misunderstood in my humble opinion. Oh, wait a minute, I don't have a humble opinion, do I? (laughs) I think we've established that. In my not-so-humble opinion, failure is looked upon by the majority of our society as something that's bad. And the reality of the matter is, it's good. Failure is actually really good for us. Because where we grow is in our failures. We don't really grow very much from our success. We grow a little bit, but where we really grow is from facing our failures. And when we face our failures, we don't really fail. What we do is we begin again with a fresh start. We look at what we attempted. We evaluate what we may not have done as well as we could have. And then we simply begin again. Jim Rohn, and I will address this in today's Kuntz's Corner, talks about the ant philosophy. And if you ever watch a group of ants as they try to do something, what you'll quickly discover is that ants don't try to do anything. Ants just simply do. Well, that's not really true, exactly. Because what they do is they try. And how long do they try? until and until when well until they succeed period ants will go over around or through anything that you put in their way in their attempt to do whatever it is that they need to do to make sure that they ensure the success of the colony to make sure that they have all the food that they need to get them through the winter to make sure that they have everything that they need for the next year. And as human beings, we're capable of the same thing. 
And this is the time now for us to be doing that. So this entire week, the rest of this week that we have, today, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, will be all in preparation for 2018. I'll be going back and picking the very best of my work and sharing it with you daily to set all of us up for success beyond our wildest imagination for this upcoming year. Let's make 2018 together the very best year it possibly can be. Earl Nightingale suggests and expressed that we become what we think about most of the time. And Brian Tracy suggests that successful people think about what they want and how to get it most of the time. This week's messages will be chosen for the purposes of planning and success preparation. I hope you enjoy them as much as I have enjoyed the process of creating them. Take care. You're listening to the Sounds of Lighthouse Reflections, and this is today's Kuntz's Corner. Here's the message. Be bold. Embrace all possibilities. Act as if it were impossible to fail. Today's quote. All that is necessary to break the spell of inertia and frustration is this. Act as if it were impossible to fail. Dorothea Brand. Today's quote comes to you from two different sources. First, it comes directly from the author who wrote the book, Wake Up and Live, back in 1936. And more recently, the quote can be found as a message to support a book written by John Mason titled, Expect to Win. Both authors ask us to consider and come to our own conclusions about their concepts on success. Each of them use the magic of asking empowering questions to get us to employ the most powerful force in the universe, thought. We are simply asked to answer a couple of questions designed to get us thinking. Dorothea Brand asks us to consider the following. What would you do if you knew it was impossible to fail? Stop! Before you listen to another word, well, you can listen to this, and then I'll ask you to pause. I am asking you right now, in this moment, to consider the same question. But not just to consider it. No. What I want you to do is I want you to take out a piece of paper, or get out your journal, and right now, right this minute, take five minutes to answer the question. And if you can't do it right now, commit to answering the question today. And not for me, but for yourself, at the earliest next opportunity. This would be a great place to pause and do the exercise. Welcome back. John Mason asks a simple question. Why not discover your true potential today? He goes on to say, some people freeze in the winter while others ski. Which are you? And whether you ski or not makes no difference. The metaphor can be likened to the abundant harvest experienced by the farmer who worked all spring and summer and finally reaped the rewards of their effort in the fall. We wouldn't expect a harvest if we didn't plant in the spring, right? It takes time for the works of our own individual efforts to bear fruit. However, if we haven't done the work, we should expect no reward. If you have not yet sown the seeds for your eventual harvest, it's not too late. As John states in his book, it's never too late 
to achieve your goals. Yes, the seeds of success are the goals we capture on paper and the activities we identify to support those goals. We don't do goals, we do activities. It is nearly impossible to hit a target we cannot see. If we don't know what success means to us individually, then we're likely to adopt someone else's definition of success. What would make your life a complete success? A good question to answer. What would you like to accomplish this week and the next? How about next month? What about three months and six months from now? In one year from today, how will you know the year has been well spent? The answer? A review of the goals you established for yourself and an accounting of how you did will give you all the information you need to either celebrate or contemplate the adjustments required for the future. As human beings, we have an unlimited capacity for success. We therefore also have an unlimited capacity for failure. However, there is a striking difference between failure and fearing to attempt because of the fear of failure. The only way to ever find out what we are truly capable of is to first try. And if we fail the first time, we must simply try again. Here's the passage I alluded to in my introduction. How long should we continue to try? Until, uh, until, until when? Until we succeed, says Jim Rohn. Commit to the process. Eventually you will succeed. One final question. What would you do if you knew it was impossible to fail? Believe completely, dare greatly, achieve accordingly. Make today an incredibly amazing day. Like I was hungry. People often want to call me the exception. Like, oh my God, you're the exception. No, I'm not the exception. I'm an average ordinary woman who chose every day to make one more extraordinary decision. I just was crazy enough to believe that. That it doesn't matter the color of my skin, doesn't matter my religious background, doesn't matter my origin, it doesn't matter my mom's bank account, my dad's bank account when I was born, none of that means my future. That's just the circumstance that I came from. That's not what defines my future. I just believe that. Not a lot validated it, but faith is believing in the unseen anyway. So I had enough faith to go, I know like I know like I know like I know. I don't necessarily have to see it yet. Let me tell you, in order to have something different, you are going to have to do something different. In order to have something more, you have to do something you haven't done yet. I had to say the things I didn't want to say, do the things I didn't feel like doing, to have the life I knew I wanted. Period. Period. And all I did was give instructions for here, do this bite size, do this bite size, do this bite size. Bite size, digestible, palatable pieces of what you can do. And when you look up, and you don't have to have a magnificent change over 12 months, have a small change over 30 days, and then a small change over 30 days, your breakthrough will come, will come in needlepoint moves. And you'll look up, look up in five years and not recognize your life. Refusing to listen to the negative chatter in my own head, refusing to uh, listen to other people's perception of me, creating something from absolutely nothing, so I got, you know, there's the books, there's the TV, there's the, all that stuff. But my biggest accomplishment is being willing to give myself a thousand second chances. And every time I got to 9.99, I pressed reset. Yeah. I didn't ask permission. I gave notice. 
at some point I have to stop asking, can I be great? Can I be brilliant? Can I be okay and still be accepted? I just stopped asking permission and just gave notice unapologetically, not in a braggadocious way, not in a way that shrunk anyone else, in a way that said, I only got one life and I'm going to ride this one till the wheels fall off. And then all the other stuff came. Wow. As a result of a decision I made. Right. But it was a decision. You- it was a decision. But it was, and it didn't come from, you know, a motivational experience. It didn't come from an inspiring teacher. It came from hitting rock bottom. recognize who that was that's Lisa Nichols and she is my shero she's an incredibly powerful amazing accomplished woman who is 100% self-made her story about how she went from where she was to where she is is absolutely phenomenal and you heard her say she did it through a faith a lot of faith and a shitload of hard work she is unbelievable. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I'll include the video link so you can watch the video if you choose to. Take care. You're listening to the sounds of Lighthouse Reflections. And the track in the background is Energy from Fearless Motivation Instrumentals. How's your energy this morning? Mine is fantastic. It's amazing. I woke up with an intention today, an intention to both plan and start my day inspired. And so here I am. I've had some coffee, I've had some tea, I've done the morning meditation, and now I'm creating a little bit of content here on this Anchor platform, which is so incredibly amazing. And the focus of this message is to share a video with you <laughs> and to make you laugh and have you smile a little bit with me because life is too short to get mired down in all the details of how planning can slow us down and, and make life you know predictable and mundane and difficult and hard and oh wait a minute isn't that what a planner is supposed to help you resolve isn't that what a journal is supposed to help you resolve well, yes, actually it is. And this was so important to Mel Robbins that she dove into the science and she created with a team a journal that's actually created for creatives, that's actually made for people like us so that we can actually journal, so that we can fill pages with real information, the things that are on our mind and captured in a place where we can go back to it and at any time we choose to to re-inspire ourselves, to reinvigor ourselves, and to tap into why we're actually doing what we're doing. This journal just came out yesterday. It launched yesterday. It's out of stock already at Amazon and Barnes and Noble. You, you can't even get a copy right now, or at least last night you couldn't. So what did I do? I, I went to Barnes and Noble, my local Barnes and Noble store, and I got myself a copy. I have it on my desk here in front of me. It's the five second journal by Mel Robbins. 
on the front page uh, of the book, actually on the outside cover, it's very simple. In gold leaf lettering, all it says is the five second journal. When you open the book, there's a little piece here in the front. It says the five second journal, the fastest way to slow down, power up, and get shit done. Well, it's S-H asterisk T done. And then it says, if found, <laughs> take five seconds to return to, and my name and phone number is there, which is kind of cool. And then it goes into why the journal was created and how it's the most powerful journal on the planet because it uses science. It gives you an opportunity to kiss overwhelm goodbye. It will allow you to cultivate rock star confidence, to amp your passion, to get control of your life, and to be the happiest you you can be. Whew. That sounds like a lot of promise, doesn't it? Well, when you open this thing up and you look at the inside, there's a, there's a demo page that shows you how to have the best day ever. Down the left-hand side of the page, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven items that point over to the page and the items that are filled in as an example of what you could put there for yourself. Eight, nine across the bottom on the left-hand side, and then starting with 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, and finishing with 15 on the bottom of the right-hand side. What kind of things are on the page? Well, I'll turn and, and go to the next page where it says five, four, three, two, one. Get stuff done. <laughs> then I'm opening up to my page, the first page. And up in the left-hand corner is the time, the place, and the date. Today I feel with the gas tank to be able to, you know, capture what it is, how I feel. Mine's full. I'm fully energized today. Why do I feel this way? I feel this way because I think I have a tool that I can actually use every day to keep me connected to what's in my heart. If I needed to feel more energized, what could I do? Man, what is it? Is it a YouTube video? Is it jumping on Anchor and listening to uh, someone like Maria Humphreys or We Live on a Planet or um, Positive Vibes or... Man, I'm running out of time so I can't continue there. The project matters to me because one small action I can take to move forward is right now I'm grateful for. Today I will... I'll, uh, you guys get the idea, right? How can you listen to that music and not just get inspired? I don't know. If you can, then you're better than me. So, in, in my new journal, it says, To feel more energized, I can. Well, one of the things we can do to feel more energized is we can put on a song that we know is going to move us. So this is the intro segment to the two videos from Mel Robbins. The first video is a really funny one. It says, stop buying journals that don't work. Hashtag, get shit done. And then the second video is the making of the most powerful journal on the planet. I'll include the links. Oh, and I'll play the videos after this. small business owner with three kids and people are always asking me how do I get it all done my secret 
Just keep buying new journals. The smell of a new one makes me feel like I've got a fresh start. You know, I'm a sucker for one that's really good looking, but here's the problem. Blank pages? They kind of freak me out. I mean, it makes me realize I actually have nothing to say. This one's so complicated, I spent all my time journaling instead of actually working on my goals. And I'll admit it, I felt like Indiana Jones when I bought this sucker, but it didn't help me crack the whip on myself. I would love to find the time to journal at night, but I got wine to drink. Cheers. I need something that's going to help me get control over my day. Introducing the five-second journal. This puppy right here, it's full of science-backed strategies that I use every morning to amp my passion, achieve my goals, and cut through the crap. And let's face it, there's a lot of crap that fills your day. It's like getting a PhD in productivity for less than 30 bucks. If you're the kind of person that likes to plan your life down to the millisecond, weirdo, this is not for you. The five-second journal is for people like us who could use a boost in confidence and want to wake up and feel awesome every day. And the amount of time it takes to make a cup of coffee or make a smoothie, you could be leveraging research from Harvard Business School and Caltech. Hey, can we get a few more Ivy League logos up here? I mean, this is based on research from people a lot smarter than me. So if you or someone you love has important stuff to get done, head on over to 5secondjournal.com and learn how to become a professional at getting done. All right, that's video one, and video two is coming up next. Hey, my name is Mel Robbins, and I'm here to introduce you to something super special. It's the five-second journal. Now, I created this journal after writing and publishing the five-second rule book, which has become an international bestseller, and it was one of the top five most read books on Amazon this year. While writing that book, I discovered all kinds of amazing productivity hacks and confidence boosters, and I boiled them all down into a simple morning routine that has become my saving grace. Inside the five second journal, you will discover not only the tools and tricks that I use every single day to make myself focus and be happy and confident, but you're also going to discover a routine in journaling that actually works. The five second journal was meticulously designed with you in mind. When you hold the five second journal, I want you to feel that there's something special with this particular book. It's also got a gold foil inset. It's gonna stay looking really classy, and that was important to me, because when you carry this into work, I want you to feel proud that you have this. I don't want you to be embarrassed by the title of your journal. We made a decision to bind this with a hidden coil. We want you to be able to open up the journal flat so you can write easily on both pages, and if you have a page you don't like or you write something super inspiring, you can rip it out and post it up, and you won't compromise the integrity of the journal because no other pages are going to fall out. When you use this, you will unlock the most powerful force in the universe, and that's you. There you go. Now you have it. We round to the end of the year. You know, this is that time when you really begin to stop and look at 
How was my year? What should I be doing for next year? So I want to give you four simple things that you should be doing between now and December 31st. Now, there's so many things that you want to do at the beginning of the year when you look at the new year, new you. But there's some things that you should be doing at the end of the year, winding down as well. So I want to give you four tips. Number one, celebrate your wins. It's so important. We go under-celebrated. And what I realize is that we don't celebrate ourselves enough and we're expecting other people to celebrate us. Listen, people are following your example of how they get to treat you. So it's your job to treat yourself the best way possible. One of the things you can do is celebrate yourself. So I want you to find 10 things. That's 10 things that you can celebrate yourself for. 10 things that you're proud of. And the sentence is, I'm proud that I. And find 10 things and you can go large you can go small I'm proud that I you know I, I cleaned up this year I, I, I really kept my house organized I'm proud that I got a promotion I'm proud that I looked for a job I'm proud that I stepped in that relationship I'm proud that I got out of that relationship whatever it is that you know you want to be celebrated for celebrate yourself first 10 things number two identify what rejuvenates you and be an Active, keyword, active self-care. Again, number two is find the thing that rejuvenates you and be an active self-care. And it's not the same thing for everyone. For my friend Dana, it's a walk out in nature that rejuvenates him. For my friend Margaret, it's a hot bubble bath. Find the thing that rejuvenates you. For my grandmother, it's a spa day. As long as possible, as many as possible, find the things that rejuvenate you and be in active self-care between now and the end of the year. Number three, instead of setting annual goals, which are what I call macro goals, I want you to set quarterly goals every 90 days. So they'll need to be smaller and more attainable so that you have a chance to really see and have bite-sized, digestible palatable pieces of goals to meet instead of one big goal that it takes you eight months nine months to see if you're on track do quarterly goals you can get to any macro goal 90 days at a time all right and then four and final find six people in your personal life to acknowledge to celebrate to honor look them in their eyes and say listen I know that I'm busy a lot, I'm moving, I'm running, whatever the truth is for you. But I wanted to take this moment to let you know that I see you, that I love you, and that I honor you. I'm grateful that you're in my life. Even if you've never done it before, blow their mind. I know in some cases they may say, is everything okay? Because it's so foreign to them for you to have that type of acknowledgement. But how about we make that type of acknowledgement common, so common, that it rolls off your tongue effortlessly in the future and that it lands on their heart with the very sense of norm and regularity that we want it to. So let's celebrate the people, six people in your life. They really, they contribute to who you are. You work hard and you do things to make them proud of you. Let's just have an intimate connection, be very present with them. So these four things really can begin to wind down your year in a way that opens you up and sets you up for the next best version of you next year. 
I'll be doing all four of these things on a consistent basis between now and December 31st. And I'm excited that you're considering, entertaining the idea of doing the same. So when you do it, I would love for you to post that you did it. I did the, the year in four. I did the year in four. Hashtag best me ever, right? Just let me know that you're doing it. Let me know that you're in action. Let me know that you're really putting you, your life, your vision, your future, your celebration, your love, your, your humility, your grace, your greatness, and your brilliance first. So, yes, this is the time where many people wind down. But there's a way you wind down that really ramps you up. I'm your sister in prosperity and in possibility. Let's wind down, ramp up together. I love you. All right, that's just one more tool to support us on our path to the best 2018 ever. Here's the link to the video. Listening to the sounds of Lighthouse Reflections, and that track in the background is Super Soul by Fearless Motivation Instrumentals. Why does that matter? Why is that important? Well, the reason it's important is because the goal of my station, the purpose of my station, the reason I even bother, the reason I take the time is because I believe as human beings, just like Tom Bilyeu does, is that we have almost unlimited potential. But for us to tap into that, we have to find the way, the method, the methodology that works for us individually to tap into that. So part of what my goal is, is to bring varying different content to my station so that you might understand that we are well-rounded human beings. We are well-rounded individuals. And that we could never just be completely focused on, you know, all business and all goals and all planning and all, you know, consuming um, pursuit of success, if you will. There are bigger questions in life. As a matter of fact, if you... Um, if you follow some of the spiritual teachers, you will come to understand that there are many questions that we can ask ourselves about life. You know, when I was reading the Tao Te Ching, I uh, posed a whole bunch of paradoxical questions and situations for us to consider. There are four fundamental questions of life that Neil Donald Walsh things that we should consider. So I'm going to share those with you in this upcoming video segment. It will take two segments to cover that. The video is six minutes and 18 seconds long. And what it is, it's an interview from Vishen Lakhiani over at Mind Valley talking to Neil about these four fundamental questions. Now, the beginning is Neil just basically expressing himself about what these four fundamental questions are and how we can use them as tools in our lives that we can pause at any moment in time and we can ask ourselves and then answer these four fundamental questions. 
And then Vision actually talks about, at the end, a way that we can use these as well to make a difference in our lives. So I'll share the video in two separate segments. I'll try to find a good place to pause, wherever that should be. So it'll be, you know, segment one will be a longer segment, and then that second segment will be whatever the length of it is. And I think I'll put the length of those videos um, in the description and then I'll also include the YouTube link afterward for everyone to just watch if they choose to on their own. Uh, as we prepare to plan for the best 2018 ever, what I believe is the best way for us to do that is the same way that we came to the place where we are now by understanding that we are complicated that we are the culmination of each and every one of our lived experiences up to now. But in 2018, if you choose to, you can decide ahead of time how you'd like to live the majority of your life, at least in 2018. Not all of it, because life is just going to do what life does. Life is going to be life. But what you'll have an opportunity to do is if you put a little bit of effort into planning what you really want to get out of 2018, then you'll be able to be more in control of how you respond to what happens as life presents itself in the year 2018. And that's what this series of segments and these videos are that I'm sharing with all of us to be able to create on purpose, with intention, the life that we choose to imagine for ourselves in this upcoming year. Enjoy. Go through their entire lives without ever asking these extremely powerful and fundamental questions. Number one, who am I? Number two, where am I? That is, what is this place that's called physicality? What am I, where am I? What is this? Number three, why am I where I am? Why am I here? And number four, what is it my opportunity to do about that? What do I intend to do about that? Now I'll give you my, my answers. And by the way, when, when I say where am I, I don't mean where am I right now in the supermarket or at the train station or I don't mean that, I mean where am I in the broadest sense? That is, what is this place, this earth, this environment uh, in the cosmos? What, you know, where am I? So how I would answer those questions if I was looking into the mirror right now, Neil, who am I? I am an individuation of divinity. I am an, ex an expression of God. I am a singularization of the singularity. I am a derivation of the essential essence. I am to God as a wave is to the ocean. Now I know when I say that sometimes it sounds formulaic. That is, it sounds like an answer that I've given a thousand times before. It sounds like a formula answer. But I'm sorry if it sounds like an answer that I've given a thousand times before because I have given it a thousand times before. I ask myself this question all the time. So, but when you internalize the answer, when it's not just saying something by rote, but saying something 
in a way that has emotional content and meaning for you. I really am a demonstration of divinity. I really am an individuation of all that is, an individuation of God. That sets a context. It creates a contextual experience of my identity, my true self. Then I go to, to the second question. Okay, if that's who I am, then where am I? What is this place that I find myself in? And the answer for me is I am in the realm of the relative, where things are relative to other things, whether it's big and small, fast and slow, up and down, left and right, here and there, before and after, now and then, good and evil, male and female. So I am in the realm of the physical, where I have physicalized, because who I am is not physical, it's metaphysical. The singularization of singularity that I am is a soul, or a spirit, if you please. But that spirit has chosen to physicalize in the realm of physicality, so that I might express and experience myself. That's the third question. Why am I where I am? I am in the realm of the physical, because that is the only aspect of the kingdom of God. It's all the kingdom of heaven. It's the only aspect of life, the only place within life's spheres, within the realms of life, where I can really experience and express my true nature. I can't do it in the realm of the absolute, because in the realm of the absolute, I simply know who I am. I always am divine. It's always here. It's always now. I am always the experience and the expression of love. So I am always love here and now, love here and now, love here and now. That's all very lovely to know that, but I want to experience it. I want to express it. So the expression of it is what occurs when I'm in the realm of the physical. And that's why I'm in the realm of the physical. That's why I'm living my life the way I'm living it, because it's giving me a chance to express my true nature. And the fourth question, what is it your opportunity to do about that? That question is answered in every single moment, in every golden moment of now, from one moment to the next. Each moment will provide a stage upon which you can act out, I want to sense, not in the, in the sense of pretending, but in the sense of simply putting into action to act out your decision and your choice about who you are. For instance, right now, because you asked me this question, this golden moment gives me a chance to act out my idea of who I am. And my idea of who I am is that aspect of divinity called clarity. I am clear about who I am, why I'm here, and what my opportunity is. And I'm demonstrating my clarity right now. And that's how the whole formula works. There you go. So next up is Vision asking questions of Neil. And that's how the whole formula works. So the first question, and you say you want to ask this to yourself once or twice or twi thrice a day. First question is, who am I? Second question is, where am I? The third question is, why am I here? And the fourth question is, what am I going to do about it? Beautiful. That's it. It's a very simple formula, but it's very empowering. Because you can ask yourself the question anytime, driving in the car, standing in the shower, moving through the post office, it doesn't matter. You can ask yourself these questions and it becomes a mental discipline to just check in and make sure that you're on track and it gotten, haven't gotten lost in the labyrinth of life where it starts to seem like you're not who you are 
and it starts to seem like you have no idea what's going on or why it's happening. More than one person has spent a minute or two asking themselves, well, why is this going on? Why? I don't understand. Why is this happening to me? But as you stay connected to the four fundamental questions of life, those questions go away. Right, because these questions give you clarity by reminding you of who you really are. And why you are here. Thank you, Neil. If any of you have read Neil's books and it's touched you in a certain way, please leave a comment. Let the world know about how uh, Neil's ideas have influenced you. Thanks, guys. Well, that concludes the interview, and I'll, con I'll include the link after I post this second uh, section of the interview. You know, I'd like to offer a brief reflection as well. Neil asks some very powerful questions. And he talks about them reminding us of who we are. And what I would submit is what the questions actually really remind us of is whose we are. Just my thoughts. You're listening to the sounds of Lighthouse Reflections, and it's time for a music break, courtesy of Patrick over at We Live on a Planet. This is BTO, Bachman Turner Overdrive. You ain't seen nothing yet. Coming up next, oh, I think I'll surprise you, but it's all courtesy of you-know-who, Patrick, We Live on a Planet. Well, I hope you enjoyed that music break, courtesy of Patrick over at We Live on a Planet. It's always nice to be able to tap into somebody else's creativity and be able to put that on your station. I'm about to do the same thing again, to tap into someone else's creativity. And right here, right now, you're listening to the sounds of Lighthouse Reflections. And what I'm about to share with you is today's A Note from the Universe. Here's today's message. It's very simple and it's profound in its simplicity. The more you do, Bobby, the more I can do for you. Don't worry that your baby steps are small. Mine cross continents. And don't worry when you can't see what I'm doing. Soon, everyone will. Look out, world, the universe. And that little caption at the bottom, my favorite part, as you very well know, simply says this. The more you do, Bobby, the more I can do for you. Wow. Profound, simple, remarkable. As we plan and prepare for 2018, think about the simplicity of this message today from a note from the universe. And maybe contemplate what it is that you will do in 2018, remembering that the more you do, the more we do, the more the universe will do for us. Wishing each of you the very best today as you embrace this day and get from the day all you possibly can. Take care.